You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 93. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we are going to have a conversation around Hashimoto's. So if you don't know what Hashimoto's is, we talk about it a little bit in the episode, but it is a autoimmune disorder where your immune system ends up attacking your thyroid. And because of that, it can cause issues and hypothyroidism, um, which is low thyroid, which can have a cascading effect on the rest of your body. And uh, we talk about in the episode, but hypothyroidism uh, is a very general broad term that just means low thyroid. And Hashimoto's is a specific autoimmune cause of that hypothyroidism. And it's something that I get questions about a lot. It is um, somewhat of a common a common issue or a common diagnosis. And it um, often plays into people's perception of uh, what they are capable of because of this diagnosis. And um, it starts to really bring into come into the realm of fitness in terms of weight loss and weight gain. Because the thyroid hormone is so intricately involved with metabolism, you can see when there's issues with the thyroid hormone, either too much or too little, it can have an impact on your metabolism, which in turn has an impact on weight loss and weight gain. And so what comes up for a lot of women is when they are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, that it starts to bring into question, um, you know, can I lose weight? Can I, can I, am I ever going to be able to get this weight off? weight, unexplained weight gain can be an early sign and symptom of Hashimoto's. And so um, whenever we start to talk about weight and we are start to talk about weight gain and fat gain, um, there is an inherent anxiety that comes with that. And for a lot of women with Hashimoto's, that weight gain and that feeling of not being able to control it um, leaves them a little bit anxious about it. And, and so it's a conversation that I think is really important to be had. And obviously, that conversation isn't had best with me because it's not something that I experience and or have been diagnosed with. And so I wanted to bring someone on the podcast who could give a perspective as both somebody in the you know fitness realm who is focusing on fitness and, and active and, and doing things like weightlifting and also has been diagnosed with Hashimoto's so that they she could share her story, her experience, and you know, maybe how she's been able to um try, you know, go through this process of getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's and still being focusing on her fitness and, and what she's seen with her body. And my hope is, is that by listening to this episode, one, that you will have a better understanding of what Hashimoto's is. Chances are there's somebody in your life that you know that, that has Hashimoto's, um, thyroiditis and that you'll have better understand it. And two, that if you yourself, you know, suffer from or have been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, that you'll be able to find yourself in Karenin and you'll be able to find yourself in her story and hopefully find motivation and inspiration from 
what she shares and what she's been able to do with her life and how she's viewing uh, this diagnosis and the, and the future that's been created for her. She was diagnosed right before we went into quarantine with COVID. And so, you know, it's kind of been a, a tumultuous time for her. She's um, we're going into quarantine like all of us, uh, not being able to go to the gym, having this weight gain, having this new diagnosis, being told that she should go off gluten and dairy. And so she kind of elaborates and, and shares this, this, um, experience that she's had over the last couple of months as she's had this new diagnosis and, you know, starting to figure things out with her body. So I'm really excited that Karen and was willing to come on the podcast and share this with you. And that even if you don't have Hashimoto's or that's not something that you struggle with, that you'll be able to find value in what she shares, because we talk about Hashimoto's, but the things that we approach and the questions that I ask can be applied on such a broader context that's not just about um, Hashimoto's, but but is can be applied to somebody who is is going through a fitness journey and struggling with any um, condition or thing that makes weight loss maybe a little bit trickier or a little bit harder. So without further ado, let's jump into that episode with Karen and Robison. Hey, I would like to welcome Karen into the podcast. How are you doing, girl? Good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. And I'm really excited for our conversation that we're going to have today um, because I think it's a really important topic. And it's one I get questions a lot about, and I don't have personal experience with it. So I don't feel like I'm the person that that can you know answer a lot of these questions really well. And so that's why I brought Karen onto the podcast is so she can share some of her experiences with Hashimoto's and um, how she's been able to pair that with her fit lifestyle and, and her activities um, and be able to... Um, you know, succeed and flourish and, and be amazing in her own right. So I'm so grateful that you're willing to come on and share with my audience. Yeah. All thanks right. for having me. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. So first of all, can you just do a little introduction of yourself? So if someone hasn't ever met you, um, a little bit about you, you know, what you do and, um, maybe what got you into fitness? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I am originally from Honduras. I was born and raised there. And then I moved to the U.S., to Utah, when um, I was 14. Um, I got married when I was 18. Then just started having babies. (laughs) (laughs) I have three. My oldest is uh, 14. I have a 12-year-old boy and an almost nine-year-old girl. And um, my husband and I own different businesses, so we've always worked from home. Uh, I guess my main one is um, uh, the fitness apparel line that we do. And, um, what got me into fitness was we we all always been pretty active, but, um, not throughout my pregnancies. And then, um, I guess I started weight training, um, after I had my last daughter because I was struggling with postpartum depression. So that's what got me into fitness like every day, really. Yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, training with that postpartum depression, almost as like a little bit of therapy. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And so where did you start with it? Did you start so running? So I first or? started running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time I legit wanted to run away from home. <laughs> and I did. I ran 10 miles and I had no idea that I had ran that long. Uh-huh. I turned around and I remember like running back, just feeling like the strongest person in the world. And I was like, I can do hard things. Like mm-hmm. I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to like train for a race, you know? So I started, um, training for, um, marathons and then, um, I kind of like got tired of that, 
and then started training for um, century rides. And then after that, um, I started CrossFit and then I went into Pilates and bodybuilding. And I'd like to say like, I'm like a master of none, but I'll Mm -hmm. try it all. And I still do. Some days I wake up and I feel like bodybuilding. Some days I do more tactical. Some days I do boxing. Some days I ride bikes. Uh, I still run a lot. So I, I guess I just kind of do whatever my body wants that day. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that you had done so many of uh, such a wide variety of, of exercises. I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. Like I've done bodybuilding and I've done powerlifting and I've done group fitness and I've done CrossFit and I ran a marathon. And yeah, I, I kind of feel when you say like <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. The only one I haven't done is swimming and I really, really same. want to do a triathlon, but I can't swim. Oh yeah. Like can't swim, can't swim or like can't swim. Like, you know, I doggy paddle. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You're just like keeping your head above water. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying not to drown basically. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. My sister does triathlons and I've like kind of half thought about doing it, but I don't like biking and I don't like swimming and I don't really love running. And so I'm like, why the heck would I do a triathlon? (laughs) It's like not things that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, So that's awesome. Um, So you came to the United States when you were 14. Um, Did you speak English at that time? Or was that like a learning Uh, process for you as well? Kind of. So I always went to like a bilingual school. So kind of like dual immersion here, you know, my kids go to Mm -hmm. dual immersion school. So enough to like, no, hello, how are you? I want water, this kind of food or whatnot. But um, I thought I spoke really good English until I came here and I was like, oh my gosh, I understand nothing. Yeah. Uh, but then it's crazy how your brain just like within a month and a half, like it was like a light switch that just got turned on. And I was like, Oh, I can speak two languages. And I was dreaming in English. And it was like, so surreal for me to like, be like, Holy cow, my brain is amazing. Like I can speak two languages, you know? That's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I wish I could speak two languages, man. Um, I, I really, I really respect people who can, can speak both languages and go back and forth. And do your kids speak Spanish? You said they were going they do. to yeah. a, a dual immersion school. Uh, they go to a dual immersion school and they, they, they're pretty good. My oldest is, um, I would say like 85% fluent. That's so cool. That's so awesome. It's It's really cool. That is so cool. So um, in your fitness journey or in in your journey, um, at some point, um, I'm going to, you know, spoil the, give the spoiler, like you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Okay. But um, take us back before that, like what led up to that experience? What were some of the symptoms that you experienced leading up to getting that diagnosis? And, And when was that diagnosis for you? So, um, I got officially diagnosed February, 2020, like literally a week before COVID-19. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I feel like this is the longest story because I started feeling symptoms of it, um, seven years ago. Mm. Um, so the real truth is, so I, let's see, I had my daughter or I was pregnant with my first, um, 2005 and, um, my dad got diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. It's called myasthenia gravis. Oh Yeah. And then, um, most of my family members on his side of the family have some sort of autoimmune disorder. And then most of my siblings do too, actually. Um, and I just figured I'd dodge the bullet. Like Mm -hmm. I was like my mom and I was just super healthy, but, um, and everything looked fine except for, I had really, really hard pregnancies. And, um, 
the other thing that was kind of off is that my hormones were really weird. Like my testosterone was super high. So I kept going to all these like doctors to figure out like, why, why are my hormone levels like so whack? You know, we did like, um, even like a scan of like my pituitary gland to, to gland to see if, um, I had some sort of like tumor growing because my hormones were just, they couldn't explain why. So they thought maybe PCOS, but then they saw my blood sugar levels and they look fine. So I just went from like doctor to doctor to doctor, um, trying to figure out why things were off and nobody could tell me really why. Then I think it was um, 2017. I went in because I was having crazy rashes and um, just my joints were hurting every time I was squatting or doing anything really. And I got diagnosed with mono. Um, And they just said, go home, go to sleep. There's nothing we can do for you, you know? And so I I did that. That was fine. And and then I started feeling a little better. But then the last year, um, I started seeing really like weird symptoms. Like my cycles were off. Um, I gained 10 pounds, like out of nowhere, I wasn't changing the way I was eating or the way I was training. Um, I got really, really bad anxiety and depression, which I feel like after trauma, like that's kind of normal. It's been kind of normal for me since, um, you know, some crazy things have happened, um, the last 10 years, but, um, you know, I've done so much self-work where I figured I know like how to get my mental state out of this. Like I have the tools to do this. I practice this. I do meditation. I, you know, like this is, I I remember telling my husband, like, this is beyond like mental, this is physiological, I feel. And I was sleeping like 10 hours at night. I would go to the gym and there's nothing more that I love besides food and my family than waking up and like, just sweating. Like I love it so much. I wake up to work out and I didn't have the desire to do that. Like everything I loved, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to hang out with friends. Like I didn't want to do anything. Um, and then I would kind of do like just an okay workout and come home and sleep till my kids would come home from school. And it was just this constant, like sleep, like can't get like feel rejuvenated. Like I was just tired nonstop. Um, my hair was falling out. My skin was like changing texture, just like all these weird things that I was like, okay, I haven't checked my hormones in like two years. Maybe I should go back. But I'm like, who do I go to? Like, I've been to like every doctor, like I'm, they, they don't know what's wrong with me, you know? And I had tried like testosterone shots and like, try this and try that. And nothing really was like making me feel better. So I just kind of like stopped doing everything all at once. Um, until I found this doctor, um, and I just asked her to do like a full blown panel of like autoimmune disorder, um, like testing, you know, my thyroid, like, and not just like your two, your T3, T4, but like, I mean the most extensive thing, you know? Um, and I said, well, if she can't give me answers, like, I don't know, I guess this is how you live. But like, I felt like I'd gone from the best shape of my life in 2018 to like feeling like I was 80. Mm -hmm. And I remember just crying to my husband and saying like, this is like not possible that I feel this horrible just in two years, you know, like, 
work has my fitness, like my fitness level had gone down, just like everything just felt like so out of control. So I went and, um, she sat down with me after all the blood panel and went through like, you know, all my like deficiencies. There was like, um, vitamin D deficiencies. Like she started seeing all the things that pile up to the symptoms of Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. But, um, the main thing that, um, marks Hashimoto's is your TPA levels are extremely elevated, which TPA is inflammation in your body and, um, your white blood cell count drops really, really low. So that's the main markers of Hashimoto's. So I guess a regular person has around 40 to 60, um, of inflammation. That's normal. And I think mine was almost 2000. Mm. Um, and so she sent me straight to go do an ultrasound of my thyroid. Cause a lot of people have like, they call it a goiter, like an enlarged, yeah. um, you know, thyroid. So your neck looks kind of fat and big, just swollen. And then some people actually have nodules too, um, which I was praying that I did not have that. Um, but so I didn't have nodules, but I did have, I, I have an inflamed um, thyroid, but you know, we could deal with that. So yeah, that's how I got my diagnosis. Yeah. And so what was your initial reaction? Like what were some of the things going through your head as you got, sat down with that doctor and got that diagnosis? So I honestly wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of family history. And I think I just had a hunch that I had this, that I had been living with this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like a diagnosis is not who you are, mm-hmm. you know, like this is something that my body has to deal with, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like limit me, you know? So I just thought, okay, well now that we know what it is, like, how do we fix it? you know, or how do we live with this? A more like, um, sustainable, like happy lifestyle, you know? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And for somebody who's listening, who's like, I've heard of Hashimoto's, but I don't really know anything about it. What are like some of the basics about Hashimoto's that you would tell somebody, um, who's just learning about it? So Hashimoto's is basically your immune system attacking, um, the wall of your thyroid. So it basically thinks that it needs to kill whatever's attacking your thyroid. And it's, um, there's two, so you can either underproduce or overproduce, um, um, thyroid thyroid. and your thyroid regulates your hormones, your cortisol levels, your adrenal glands. So that's why there's like this weight gain. And I mean, hormones like regulate your your mood, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like your personality, really like your sleep and your cycles. Um, so yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. And, and for those who are listening and, you know, are just kind of learning about this for the first time, um, you know, hypo and hypothyroidism is a very broad general category. So like you were saying, like you can be hypothyroidism, which means you have low thyroid and you can be hyperthyroidism, which means you have high thyroid. Um, and you can see how those would be different, different issues. Um, with Hashimoto's though, Hashimoto's is this unique type of hypothyroidism that where the immune system attacks the thyroid. And so it causes the hypothyroidism, but the mechanism of which the hypothyroid is why, why it's low is because the body is attacking it. And so you can be hypothyroid without having Hashimoto's. Um, but Hashimoto's is a, is a common type of 
hypothyroidism. Right. Uh, yeah. Hashimoto's is um, like, it's what ties the autoimmune disorder right. to it. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. a little more complicated. Yeah, exactly. The other two. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm curious, so, you know, you got the, you got the diagnosis, um, you know, sounds like you, you handled it pretty well. It wasn't yeah. a, a doom and gloom moment, maybe some like, you know, a little bit of re- relief of just finally having, I think once you finally have a term for it, right. And you have like a diagnosis, there's some relief in that. And now it's gonna be like, okay, you're like, I am, you're like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> how do I, how do I, I was like, okay, now that we named it, how do we tame this? Yeah. You like, let's, let's, let's do it now. So yeah. Um, so then what was the next steps? What were some of the next steps for you from your doctor and from a, a, a you know, fitness and health perspective? So um, my doctor was awesome. Like, like I said, she went through like the whole blood panel with me, like one thing at a time, took like two hours to go through everything. And then um, she said, okay, these are the supplements that are going to like help with this deficiency. And this is a supplement that will help with you know, like kind of like putting a bubble wrap around your thyroid. So, you you know, it's kind of like protected a bit more. And then um, this is the medicine that we'll use, you know, for um, to help you balance your hormones. And then she gave me um, thyroid medication as well. So a lot of um, supplements actually. Mm-hmm. And then I'm only taking um, one thyroid medication, uh, which is called levothyroxine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two compound uh, creams that I use that are estrogen and progesterone, which levels out my crazy testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then everything else is just, um, um, yeah, just, uh, supplements. And then she said, um, you should go off gluten mm. because gluten contributes to, um, uh, inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's like, you don't have to go cold turkey. Like she was being so kind, but I was like, no, you know what I do. If it's not good for my body, um, it's, it's almost like if somebody has celiacs, right? Like when they have it there, it attacks their stomach mm-hmm. lining, their gut lining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why they're sick. So for somebody that has Hashimoto's, um, gluten attacks their thyroid wall. So it doesn't make any sense to keep eating it if it's not going to help inflammation go down. Um, and then she said, um, if you want, this wasn't like, you know, do this, but, um, dairy. So I tried it two weeks before COVID hit mm-hmm. and I was doing awesome. I'm so proud of myself. Um, and then COVID hit my kids were home and I just need some ice cream, <laughs> like almond milk, ice cream and all that stuff just didn't work. No, <laughs> 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 and I also, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm attacking the gluten one, um, we'll figure things out like as we go. Cause we don't want to yank everything and not know like what's working and what's sure. not, you know? Mm-hmm. So. So that's where, that's where we're at now. So I, that's where we're I at. appreciate that. <laughs> that's where we're at. I'm like, you know, I, I, I believe in like balance and like yeah. doing things that make sense and not, you know, having like, just like, I, I believe in like having a healthy relationship with food. Totally. Um, and so I think we're going to take it one, sec- one step at a time. I get to go back and do um, blood work. You, you go back every three months to see where you're at, to see if they need to up your um, thyroid medication or lower it or, you know, to see where your inflammation is at. So I actually don't know how well I'm doing mm-hmm. um, as far as like my blood, how my blood looks. But 
I feel a lot better, mm-hmm. which I'm like so grateful for. Like it's, it's crazy how much in just three months, like I already see a difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I'm sure that, you know, I know things have changed for you in terms of COVID and working out, but I'm curious how you're feeling now with your workouts, as opposed to prior to your diagnosis, when you're saying you're so, feeling so tired and like not wanting to work out. Yeah. Well, even just like, like I wake up and like, I'm so excited to go back to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like, ugh, like, I guess I'll go and I'll try it. And mainly like, I, I've never not wanted to go. I always show up. Um, but it was that like, like I love intense, like just like breathless workouts. I crave those and not being able to like do high box jumps or things like that. Like I would beat myself up so much about it mm-hmm. and be like, what is going on? Like what's happening? So I've been able to like go back and, and, uh, you know, try like powerlifting again mm-hmm. and jump some boxes again. And like, I'm like, okay, I can do it. Like I, my body can actually like my, my mind has always wanted to do it, but my body just wasn't yeah. following, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so now it is, it's, it's like, they're working together again. That's awesome. Now I do want to talk a little bit about the weight gain because this is one of the things that tends to be really hard for a lot of people and, and tends to be something too, where people are like, when they have, um, a, you know, a unexpected weight gains, a lot of times they'll be like, well, maybe I have hypothyroidism. Maybe I need to go get my thyroid checked. And right. so I'm curious with your weight gain that you're saying, you know, came out of nowhere. Has, has that gone off now that you've gone on the medication or like what happened with that weight gain? Um, over yeah, the, last so couple months? the, the 10 pounds came on within a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just noticed that like, you know, I would weigh myself like maybe like every other month or something like that. And it was like, half a pound, one pound, but it was going up. It was increasing. And so I tried in, um, October to, you know, I was like, okay, I guess I'll go back to tracking macros, you know, cause mm-hmm. I, I, I done macros for all. So when I, um, thought I was getting sick, I did the paleo diet and mm-hmm. actually my name before was that's paleo. And then I changed to flexible eating, which was when I switched to counting macros so I did macros for about two years and then I was like, okay, I kind of know how I need to feed my body now. So I'll just intuitively eat, you know? Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, well, maybe I'm just like, just intuitively eating too much cake, you know? And that's mm-hmm. not anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, okay, let's buckle down and get these, you know, this weight to come off and, um, and see how it goes. And when I track macros, like I, I'm my weight, you know, f- 10 pounds come off within three months Mm -hmm. and it wasn't, it was not budging like at all. Um, I was changing my macros. I was like upping my cardio a tiny bit. Um, and it wasn't. So, you know, that's when I was like, okay, let's figure this out. But since February, um, I lost six pounds, Mm -hmm. which I feel like it's not the 10, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm not tracking macros because, you know, I was like, I'm not going to track macros and then not eat gluten. Like I have to just stay sane, you know, one hard thing at a time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with the six pounds where I'm at right now. I feel like if I really wanted to like have those other four or like six come off, um, I know what to do. And I'm, and I, I trust that like they would come off. Cause I think right now I'm at a, pretty good maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I, I know that that is 
that's a big deal for a lot of women. And that, that weight gain, um, like I said, it, you know, when it comes on suddenly, uh, a lot of people's, you know, thoughts go to hypothyroidism. And then, then there's a lot of misconceptions too, about, you know, if you have hypothyroidism, then it's impossible for you to lose weight. And, and, and I, what I think is really important. And I, and I tell my clients this all the time is like, if you have a certain circumstance, right? So you have Hashimoto's like that is something that is like, uh, it's, that's a circumstance. Like it's not going to change. It's a fact. Yeah. Um, then to go out and find other people who have the same thing as you and are being successful because you have been incredibly successful in a lot of ways in your business and your family in your fitness. Um, and yes, you have Hashimoto's, right. Um, but you've been successful. And so what I really would love for, for people who are in that situation is to go out and find people like Karen and who are being successful with the same circumstances that you have. So what do you think is the biggest thing that helps contribute to that successful mentality that you've been able to hold on to, to not let this hold you back from the goals that you've, that you've set or that you, that you want to achieve? Well, I think like your reality starts in your mind, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think the way you talk to yourself and about yourself is already like what jumpstarts like, where you're going to go with this, you know? Totally. And so when I got the diagnosis, I was like, okay, that's what I have. Like, no big deal. You know, we'll figure it out. Um, And then I think also like, I never think of anything as like a crash course thing or like, you know, like I, I do believe in goals, but I'm such a like, maintainable lifestyle kind of a person, mm-hmm. you know? So as far as like food goes, like, I was like, there's, there's no reason for me to like already like stress my body more, you know, to like do a 30 day crash diet. Like the weight, it it took a year to, for the weight to come on. It might take a year for the weight to come off. Mm -hmm. I'm only at month four, you know? So we'll see, we'll talk in February to see if like, it's all 10 is gone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Same with business. Like um, I've had to hire more help because I just can't do it all. And that's okay. You know? Um, there's some days where like, I can do like super hard workouts and like, feel like I'm on top of the world. And then the next day, like, I'm just not, and I need a nap and I'll, I'll take a nap, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think just like really like tuning in with yourself and knowing like when to push as far as like mentally your body. And, um, that is like so key in dealing with something that you're probably going to deal with for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. What, what is one thing that you wish more people knew about Hashimoto's? I don't know. I guess I just wish we knew more like why we have these autoimmune disorders. Yeah. You know, I remember when my dad was diagnosed with Nastenia gravis, like, we're just like, well, how do you get it? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like cancer. It's like, why? Like Mm -hmm. we eat the right foods. Like you um, exercise. Like I grew up in like a super like, um, really health conscious, like family, you know, and we all have these like crazy autoimmune disorders. Maybe we just need to chill out. Is it stress? Is it this? <laughs> I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so I wish there was more research out there that, you know, would help prevent it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess I would say just whoever, you know, is struggling, just go get checked, get the blood work done. Um, like, don't be afraid to like hop around doctors. Like you are the advocate for your health, for your life, you know? And just because one doctor can't give you the the right answers doesn't mean that another one 
will do the same, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can go to an endocrinologist and go more like the natural way or the, the conventional way. Um, I've, I've done both. I've gone to, um, more homeopathic too, and try that too. Um, so yeah, just be open-minded to different methods, different, um, just different ways to like tackle it, you know? And then just know it's not like, it's not a death sentence. Like you can still, you'll, you're, you're still you, like you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there is someone listening who either has, um, you know, been recently diagnosed or, or um, is maybe going through that diagnostic process right now in terms of Hashimoto's, you know, what would you, if you're just sitting down, you know, having a cup of coffee with somebody, what would you say to that girl who is going through what you went through, you know, four months ago? Um, I would say, well, first I'd ask them if they're taking their meds <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people get a diagnosis and then they don't want to take the 32 pills that it takes yeah. to feel better, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I would ask if they're taking their, their supplements, are they being proactive with, you know, like their regimen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I would ask if they have like a support system. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's like, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like just to be patient. I, I, I guess people, I don't know. I guess people have different, uh, reactions when this are different concerns when sure. diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I would assume for most women, it's the weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because that wasn't even actually my main one. I just wanted to like not sleep 16 hours a day, you yeah, know? Right. Um, but yeah, I would say like, don't focus on how you look, like focus on how you want to feel. Mm. Um, the look will come with it. If you feel better, you'll perform better mm-hmm. and you will look better. Totally. The result of it, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, so we talked a little bit about exercise at the beginning, but, um, I'm curious, you know, you shared that all the things that you've done and kind of how you are a jack of all trades, but if you had to pick one exercise and you could, you could only pick one that you, that you would do for the rest of your life, what would it be? Deadlifts. Deadlifts. Oh, <laughs> me too, girl. I love deadlifts. That's that, one of my I favorite like powerlifting moves. They work everything. You're, they work your shoulders, your back, your core, your butt, your legs. So good. Yeah. Yes. We, we did, yeah, we did deadlifts today too. So me I'm, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling you on that one. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and what, and I know, I know, cause I see your lifting videos, but, um, and so I know you lift more than just deadlifts, but what do you feel like lifting weights has done for you and your body? Oh, I, I love this question because I feel like most women are scared to lift heavy weights. Yeah. And, um, that's why we're here to, to yeah. talk them into it. <laughs> I love the high I get. Like I love chasing the numbers. I mm. love feeling strong. It makes me feel so confident and like unstoppable. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, yeah. I love it. Like there's something about like, lifting something heavy that just like gives me like super woman powers. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And how much, how much of a better mindset it is to chase a number on a bar than it is to like chase a number on a scale, right? Oh, like how much more yeah. empowering is it to like shoot for a new PR than to necessarily be like tracking that number on the scale? It's one of the yeah. reasons that I love 
love um, weightlifting because there are metrics involved. I'm such like a scientific metrics number type person. So there are metrics involved, but it's like a performance metric rather than like an aesthetic metric. Yeah. And I think that's so, so powerful. Yes. And I just love how, you know, it's like, like women do it, men do it. Like anybody can do it. Like anybody, anybody can do it. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, men are stronger and stuff, but it just makes me feel like, so like equal and like powerful, you know? Yeah. And does your husband lift as well? Yeah. So I got him into CrossFit and I haven't been able to like sneak him out of there. He loves it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. My husband is the same way, except it was with like powerlifting. Like my husband didn't lift at all. And I finally got him into powerlifting and now he's been powerlifting for like four or five years oh, and awesome. I can't get him out of it. Although I just started introducing him to a little bit of Olympic, Olympic lifting. So I, yeah. I, I can't get him to CrossFit, but at least I've like introduced, like we've done snatches and cleans and yeah, like, jerks yeah. and stuff like that. That's, um, awesome. that's super fun. Um, so what are some of your current health and fitness goals? I know we're in like quarantine. We're kind of yeah. coming out of quarantine, but um, you know, as you make it back to the gym <clears throat> and even at your, in your home, what are some of the health and fitness goals you've set for yourself? Um, so right now, because we just went back to the gym, I'm focusing on just like trying to get my strength back to where it was. So, you know, getting my deadlift, um, PR back, my squat, my hip Mm -hmm. thrust, my bench press, basically like my, my main lifts, you know? And then, um, I think like COVID made me a little bit of a cardio junkie. Um, Mm -hmm. I forgot how much I love to run. My husband gave me it was our 15 year anniversary in April and he gifted me a Peloton and I'm obsessed. Yeah. He, uh, the Peloton bike is amazing and their app. So, um, but yeah, as far as like fitness, you know, just getting back my, my strength and then food, I'm just trying to stick to, to no gluten, you know? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk. I, we haven't really hit on that yet. And I know that there's some people who are listening. You're like, talk about the no gluten. Cause either they're doing it or they're wanting to do it. So yeah. what has been the hardest part of it and what is and maybe what are some of the tips that you've learned along the way um so the hardest part for me is there's I love bread Mm -hmm. I love it me too I can close my eyes and (laughs) smell it right now Um, but I love bread bread and donuts are like my love language yeah Uh, whenever it's my birthday or something I get dropped off like dozens of rolls and donuts Mm -hmm. so that's like that joy's been taken away from me because I'm not found bread that's that good yeah um but I've also realized how um easy it is now to eat gluten-free because there's so many options out there Mm -hmm. you know yeah um so it hasn't been as hard as I as I I thought it it would be Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah do you have any tips any tips for anybody um any tips for anybody um let's see well, I feel like, so I already was eating a ton of like, just, I prefer corn tortillas over flour tortillas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't have my wraps anymore. And that's kind of sad. I don't know how to substitute those, mm-hmm. but you know, there, there's rice, there's, um, Bonza makes these chickpea noodles. So you can still have pasta. You can have rice noodles. Um, Blaze's pizza has gluten-free crust. So you can go there, but most restaurants are actually really good with gluten-free. So just, just ask for it. You know, like, um, I eat pretty boring. I get, I kind of eat the same stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I choose to like treat myself when I go out and have, you know, like 
Like I probably will never make gluten-free dough. It's just too much work. So I'll just go out and buy it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just like eat what you want at home and then find a place that you really want, you know, like if you want donuts, find a gluten-free donut place uh, and go eat that. (laughs) Or if you learn, if you want to learn baking, Knock yourself out too. <laughs> Knock yourself out. It's it's quarantine. So so many people are becoming bakers. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, so so I've been following you for a long time, and I'm you have a lot of other followers. But maybe what would something? What could you tell us that maybe would be surprising to someone who's been following you even for a while? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like I'm like an open book. <laughs> um, so I think mostly everyone knows everything about me. But, um, okay. I, I, I think, I think I know. So it's funny because one of the compliments I get the most is people think I'm really confident. Mm. Um, and I think I am besides my biggest fear is public speaking, <laughs> which is funny because this is kind of like that, but not yeah. really. Cause you guys can't see me. So <laughs> <laughs> So this was funny when you emailed me, I was like, no, I can't do that. And then my husband's like, remember, we're doing things that gets you out of your comfort zone. They we're can't doing hard you. things. You can do this. Um, <laughs> I love it. And I honestly, I, I struggle a little bit with self-belief, believe it mm. or not. Um, I, you know, I own my businesses. And like I said, everyone thinks I'm super confident. So I must fake it pretty good. But self-belief is, if belief is really hard for me. Um, That's so, good because I wouldn't have guessed that. I know, yeah, but it's, it's really hard. Um, not so much in like, I, I I think I'm a, I'm a pretty good mom and homemaker and all that stuff, but, um, maybe self-belief with money and business. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think right now, even healing, like I'm doing Mm -hmm. some things that I'm trying to like tell my mind that I will be healed from this. Mm -hmm. There's this little side of me in my back of my head that says that doesn't believe it. Yeah. 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 Well, I think a lot of people listening to that can relate to that little voice in the back of their head, me being one of them. I mean, I think we all have that. Um, So yeah, but it does surprise me. Like I would have said, yeah, super confident, like shows up and like does all the things, has successful businesses, has a beautiful family. Um, Yeah. So that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, Last question is if people are wanting to follow you, they want to follow my advice and follow somebody who, you know, has maybe has Hashimoto's and they have Hashimoto's um, or if they just want to like see your bomb, awesome uh, uh, clothing line, um, where can they follow you? So um, my fitness Instagram is, I say fitness, but it's really just my life, I guess is uh, flex living. Um, and I love to chat with people there. So just DM me. And I have so many people all over the place that I call my best buds and I've never seen them, but we talk all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, my clothing line is Flex Living Collection mm-hmm. on yeah. Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah. and it's so good. Check out her stuff. She has such such cute. I was looking at your website <clears throat> to prepare for this interview, and I was so impressed. I was like, "This is like such cute stuff." She has such a good like a good shop. So oh, that's exciting you. for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for po- coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Um, any last words that you would like to? Any words of wisdom you would like to impart before? we sign off. No, I, uh, thanks for having me. This, This was my, this was such a treat.
Awesome. And I'm really glad that you did hard things and that you pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone. And, yes. and if you're happy that she did that too, go ahead and go DM her and let her know uh, that you listened to this episode and that you're happy that she did hard things as well. I want to give a big thank you to Karen in for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us. If you resonated with what she said or found value in what she said, go ahead and go over to Instagram and leave her a message or direct message her and let her know what sharing her story meant to you. And I really encourage you, especially if you um, have something like Hashimoto's or some other um, circumstance in your life that maybe makes things a little bit different for, 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 for you, that you really go out and search for and find those people who are maybe dealing with some of the same things that you're dealing with and have the results that you want to have. I find it so inspiring to be able to look up to people who are dealing with the same things you are, whether you're a single mom or you're a working mom or you have 10 children or you have no children or um, you know, you're in your 50s or you're in your 20s. Being able to find people who have you know, life experiences or medical history like you do and also have the results that you want allows you to start to believe that those results are possible for you. And I don't have to tell you that when you start to believe those results are possible for you, you show up and you act in a different way and you end up creating those results. So I think it's so valuable to, to surround yourself with people who, um, and to, you know, see on social media, people who are like you and are dealing with the same situations and are able to be successful in the way that you want to be successful. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.